good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain. Nutrition. bit quicker than that, come on. Chewing. The. Fat. Podcast. People are already tuning out. Episode and they're gone 140. Maybe we think TBC Joe. What are we talking about? Talking about self talk. No, didn't say that. Yes, we mind your language. Mind your language. Mind your language. I wonder why you said that. I was like, I don't, you're the one who swears. (laughs) Language, Timothy. You understand that, will you? That's for all our uh listeners over the age of 43. And it's just my mum listening, so that's 100% of them. <laughs> and me, language Timothy. It was from an old, uh, I believe it was on the BBC, with uh, Ronnie Corbett. You're welcome. Not Ronnie Coleman. No. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Ronnie Corbett, the wee man. Right. So, the power, again, as Joe alluded to, it's going to be a bit of self-talk, a bit of the power of the language that we use and how influential it can be. And how just changing certain words completely changes the feel yeah of what you're saying and it can be empowering or it can be disarming do you mean disarming i think <laughs> Is that so. the right word? disalarming <laughs> i just <laughs> it's like pointless um yeah i think disarming i think crippling maybe i don't know we'll heard- figure it out Suppose I think it's like of all the emotive words in the language, north of 60% of them are negative. Right. Do you know that? Interesting. Or not, if you don't find that sort of thing interesting. And it's um, human be- human beings, human nature has got a disposition to look towards negativity, hasn't it? You know, there's that idea, isn't there, that the, the caveman, you've got two cavemen many years ago, and they, they hear a rustle near a bush, and one of them goes, could be a tiger, best steer clear. And the one who goes, nah, we'll be fine. He's the one who walks over and gets mauled to death by a tiger. And I'm, I don't know if that's a true story or not. I can't, can't reference it. But Yeah, I don't think that was in a cave painting. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand the concept because it is. It's a survival thing, isn't it? If we, we look to avoid the negative stuff, then we've got a better chance of surviving. Hmm. However, when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to your happiness, I suppose, and again, I, I suppose like a real simple one that I always pull people up on, um, which might resonate, should resonate, will get people on, on the, the right page, seeing as we're already three minutes into this, is the difference between resisting something and choosing not to have something is completely different. And it's really common that we'll get people, when we ask them for the wins, when they're doing the wins Wednesdays in our um, client community, when they're doing their weekly reflections, they I resisted, X, Y, Z, I resisted the cakes at work. I resisted the pizza at the party. So, well, did you resist it? Because for me, resisting feels very negative. It's a struggle. It's a strain. Ah, I really want this, but I'm going to resist it. You're going against your real needs, aren't you, if you resist yeah. it? But then if you go, oh, and I, I chose 
not to have the cakes. I chose not to eat the pizza. I could have had it if I wanted to, but I chose not to. The same outcome happened. You didn't have the pizza, you didn't have the cakes, but it's a totally different feeling even when you say it. Like, I had to resist it. I chose not to have it. Like, chose, choosing something is so much more positive. And it gives you that power. I chose not to have that. I was like, resisted. Like, I really struggled. I really, really, really wanted it. But I can't have that because I'm on this stupid diet. I can't have that because someone told me that I can't have it. It's the same outcome, but a completely different feeling. One of them is going to be so much more positive and so much more beneficial for your long-term journey. Yeah, and you're taking accountability for it, aren't you? Because the, the reality is they're the same thing, resisting and choosing. But <clears throat> resisting is, is going against what you really want, whereas choosing is doing what you really want. And ultimately, you are here. People pay us because there's a result that they want that excess high-calorie food stops them achieving and restricting that high-calorie food helps them achieve. So it's taking that accountability and, and responsibility for your actions because actually you're, you're doing this for you. You've made that choice to not have it because there's a reward associated with that. And so it's really important to, to have that, that if you are resisting it, you're going against what you really want. And you're probably doing that because you're being coached, which means when you finish coaching, you're going to go back to eating how you did before. And then you're not doing things sustainably, which is why we're talking about this in the first place. It's because you have to take full ownership and accountability and responsibility for your actions. And so you're not having high-calorie food because it's beneficial to you. You're not doing it because you've paid us money or because we've told you not to or recommended that you don't. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't affect me. So it's, it's really important for you to be able to get to the long-term goals that you are doing this for the right reasons and resisting it, doing things against your will is not the right reason to not eat high calorie food. The right reason is because it's not benefiting you and you're doing it for a positive result. It, it's, it becomes a positive action, doesn't it? Is resisting is a negative action, choosing not to is a positive one. It's a bit like say, if you say to your kids, don't do that. The last thing that they've heard is the action in um that you've, you don't want them to do so they go towards that so if all the experiences that contribute towards your health and fitness and happiness are not making you happy then you're not going to keep doing them i hate going for a run i just want to eat snickers and resisting this pizza as soon as that voice stops then you're going to stop doing those things whereas if it is a pleasurable experience if it's i enjoy running because it makes me feel better afterwards i enjoy eating nutritious food because I like being able to fit into my clothes. You don't even have to enjoy the process. You've just got to enjoy the end result. And if you can make that whole thing more positive, you're more likely to do it. And so it's about changing the way that you approach everything that you do to have a more positive attitude because you'll get better results from it. Yeah, nothing major. Just change everything that you do. Yeah, it is reinforcing that, that positive feedback loop. You know, like you've done something positive there. Mm. You feel good about that you're going to want to repeat that. And the, the the language piece is just such a big thing because, like I said, it's going to help you reframe pretty much everything that you do and, and you know, your identity and not personality, but your behaviours, your habits will follow on from that. You know, Again, another one that I pick people up is like, oh, I'm, I'm just, well, that's me, I'm just greedy. No, because you're giving yourself a, a kind of get-out-of-jail-free card there. You're giving yourself an out by going, yeah, but that's just what I do. I'm greedy. Don't say that. You just make some choices that you're not happy with. 
But that's something you could change. If you give yourself the identity of someone who's greedy, how are you ever going to change that? You're always going to feel that you're greedy. You're going to justify that behavior because you're greedy. It's giving you, you know, you're out. You need to change your identity. And that's going to come from some of the language, some of the self-talk. Do you use yourself? You can do this. You know, look, again, look, you know, looking at, who's the lady I was speaking to? And she like said, I just can't control myself around, you know, biscuits and, you know, sweet, sweet foods and stuff like that. And, and I was, she's one of my clients and I was going through a food diary. I just said, right. In the nicest possible way, I'm calling bullshit. That's that's not true because each day you've eaten two biscuits. So there's more than just two biscuits in the house. So you are able to moderate those things. You know, you saying I just can't control myself around these again it gives you self permission to then eat a load of biscuits or whatever it is, and just go. But that's because I can't do that. Like you literally just proven for five days that you can. So don't. Bullshit yourself, really. Don't bullshit me. You're bullshitting yourself. And if you just go like, right, I can do this. Here's some proof. Here's some evidence that I can do this. It's going to be so much easier to do that the next day and the day after and the day after the day after. And don't get me wrong, you might mess up. But you've already proven you can do it. And again, it's just comes down to language. Yes, I'm going to, I think this will tie in. So I'm going to give a shout out to my client. To my client, yeah, fingers crossed. Otherwise, it might be like the rest of our podcast that just go, like a triple threat podcast, like a goosebumps. You get three different stories. Anyway, one of my clients, uh, Julia, she recommended a book to me called Invisible Power. I'm showing it to the camera, even though it's a, a podcast. shows how astute I am with these things. Never mind. And one of the, the recommendations that she gave us, slash me, to improve and sustain was that we give people a lot of tactics to work on, but we don't necessarily explain how the mind works and where some of these thoughts come from. And I think, interestingly, when you even say self-talk, that suggests that it's coming from the self, that this is your true identity. And actually, so much of this stuff comes in subconsciously. You know, Julia was saying to me that something like 70, 000, we have 70,000 thoughts a day, and a tiny percentage of those are conscious thoughts so if i decide to pick up my drink now and have one that's a conscious thought but the vast majority of what i do is subconscious we have these constant thoughts about what's going on and running through our head and this content that she was describing it is an accumulation of the environment that you're in and then the way that we interpret that through our genetics our upbringing our culture our life experiences all those different things that mean that we interpret different things that are going on and ultimately that internal talk is just that it's your life experiences interpretation of the current experience so what i'm saying here is that people will say things like i can't control myself around biscuits but then they have a huge bank of proof of times that they did control themselves around biscuits and so then we need to look at what's going on in the moments that they didn't and odds on there's going to be then a combination of factors some of this is going to be biology so if they are tired if they are hungry all of the things that are the foundations of sustain that we get people to work on because if you put yourself in those points if you're tired and hungry then you're going to struggle to manage your mindset and actually if you make sure that you are well rested and well fed then it's going to be easier for you to, to manage those thoughts and it's then about increasing your awareness around these things that actually oh i you know i'm craving biscuits okay well that craving is coming from me 
because I didn't have it yesterday. I, I might not have it tomorrow. There are loads of examples of times that you didn't crave these things. And so it's, it's not because you've had a bad day. Or it's not because you're tired. It's your interpretation of those things. And I think that the benefit it's had for me, and I appreciate now, I've said this to a few clients this week, I'm trying to sum up a 250-page book in 30 seconds. And so you really have to immerse yourself in this. And this idea that all of your feelings are coming from within you because there are innumerable other people in the world who are having the same experiences but are interpreting them differently. So, you know, I am someone who's quite easily frustrated. That's something I'm working on at the moment. So if I get to a light and it turns from green to red, that's the sort of thing that could frustrate me. That doesn't happen to a lot of other people or most people, in fact. That's all coming from me and my set of experiences. So before I start to roll and have 10 minutes of being annoyed because it slowed me down, I need to recognize that that's a pattern of behavior that I have that I can opt into or move away from. And that is the same with clients when it comes to either nutritional decisions or negative self-talk to recognize that you are either craving food or talking to yourself in a negative way. And that is ultimately your choice. You can recognize that that comes from within you and it comes from a pattern of behavior that you've probably done for decades but you and I have control of changing that or not. And it is really hard for people to take on because it's making you responsible for the things that are going on. Suddenly it stops being, you know, your boss's fault or your partner's fault or your inner cravings fault and it becomes your fault. But as always, you know, with the way that we work is that then empowers people to, to, to change and to, you know, by taking that responsibility on, you can change how you think and how you feel, the way that you look, your health, your fitness, your happiness, all these things. And so it's a tool that can be to bring it back full circle. I'll show up in a second. That's a tool that can be implied to the way that you think. And having that understanding of how the mindset works is a really useful addition to what we do. And we were talking about it before because I've read this book in the last week and recommended it to James is trying to find a way to put this into what we do. And I think it's something that can be really useful to people to understand that your thoughts come from you. That we like to, one of the analogies from the book is we like to look at life as a film that we are just seeing what's going on but everything we do is clouded by our experience and our interpretation so the number of times that you'll say something to someone and they'll repeat something completely different back it's because it's not because they're doing it to be difficult it's because they've got their own set of experiences and the more you can do it i think the more control you have over food it's had a, an immediate impact on my food which has been why i'm sharing it today and that's we're certainly not uh glossing over it or saying it's an easy thing to do because you are trying to retrain the way you think. And there's going to be that knee-jerk reaction where, like you said, you go to the traffic lights and they've changed and you get pissed off. And you shouldn't be ashamed of that first reaction. I've spoken to them about this before, like saying like, I'll speak to a client and be like, oh, I was going past this bakery and I could smell the whatever pies or bread. And I thought, Go and treat yourself to the one of those. You deserve it. And I'm so mad at a thought like that. It's like, but you didn't act on it. You know, these ingrained thoughts or conversations you have with yourself, they are ingrained, but it's what can you catch yourself and just go, that's interesting. Do I really deserve that? You know, or like, you know, you questioning yourself, like, why am I getting frustrated that I'm going to have to wait here for another 90 seconds? Like, why am I getting so impacted by something that I've got no control over? And these conversations are invaluable, invaluable. And like I say, it's not it's not easy to change this, but we're not called, you know, easy nutrition, fat loss 
you know, it's just any nutrition. If you have come here for a quick fix, then good luck because you've already got like fucking 17 minutes into this podcast. That's the first time I swore. I think you were going to say, if that's what you came here for, then F off. Like, oh, can't <laughs> No, because, you know, clues are the name, isn't it? We, there's a reason why we do all this coaching around mindset. Again, the, the easiest thing for us to do, like fat loss, yeah, cool. Smash your calories down. Uh, let's hit these, you know, workouts and away you go. That's it. Let's see how many people get to the end of it because they'll get great results. But that's just not what we're about. And I think that internal chatter, again, going back to that, Oh, I'm greedy. I always do this. Your everyone's ego wants to be right, mm-hmm. and I've, I know I've spoken about this before on various podcasts. You know this idea of being able to choose your mood. And the example I'd always give is um, because this is where I learned it. Actually, it was from when I worked in Revolutions um, Electric Press. I can't speak Electric Press. Like I've had my being a dentist or something. Revolution Lecture Press leads. We did some staff training. It was about choosing your mood. Uh, it was, I can't remember what it was, like some famous fish market in America. And they're all, they throw the fish around and they catch it. And it's like a big spectacle. And they do some training with those guys. Because I used to dread going in on a, a bank holiday. I used to dread Friday before Christmas, Black Eye Friday, Mad Friday, whatever you want to call it, wherever you come from, New Year's Eve, just nightmares. So then when I'd go in with that, you like, oh, God, it's bank holiday. I can't really work it. It's going to be loads of hustle, hassle. I'm going to get into loads of trouble, yada, yada, yada. My brain picked up on everything that was going wrong to go, you were right. You've had a really shit night. You were right. Everything is going wrong. Same thing with every shift. So when I switched that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a great night tonight. Then I started picking up on all these other things. So you've just got to watch again the language that you use. Your ego will try and prove yourself right. And that's not like... You know, I think people think of ego being a big negative thing. You'll try and you'll pick up on all those bad things. You know, if you think you're going to have a bad car journey and then it's red lights, ah, knew this was going to go wrong. I knew this and that was going to go wrong. But it's just like, right, we'll just get there. You know, it's just changing your outlook on things, your entire outlook on things. Again, but, but, but it is isn't it? because that's that's how you you go through your life. Is that you know how many people get stopped by a red light every day? Yeah. hundreds of thousands but it, in that moment sometimes to me it feels like the universe is trying to inconvenience me it's just i'm going to just um adjust something that you said there is that why is a really good question if you know the answer so for me i can get stopped at red light and be frustrated and go okay so what's going on here why am i feeling this way well, it's because it's a minor inconvenience and i'm quite easily frustrated now the problem some people have is they won't know why and they then get stuck in this endless loop. And so the answer to why can just be because this is how my mind's working at the moment. I can still choose whether to continue on this path, focusing on this. I've, you know, I've, I'm only feeling negative because of a thought. Thoughts lead to feelings in that it's all our interpretation of that event. So for you as someone who is calmer, you don't see that the way that I do. So it's for you, that's not a trigger for you. Whereas my thoughts are different around that situation. So it doesn't really matter why I'm thinking that way. What matters is the depth of thinking that I have around that. And I can choose to keep putting my thoughts into that, or I can just go, I'm enjoying this song on the radio that you did with the work stuff. It's looking at things from that different perspective and finding that positive. You've just got to catch yourself. That's the really hard thing because in my experience of being frustrated by things, I let it run for a couple of hours and then it disappears. Actually, I'd much rather that lasted a couple of minutes and so it's the the feelings that we have are 
just there as a, as a warning light that something's going wrong. So if you are having negative self-talk, if you find yourself beating yourself up, you don't necessarily have to look at where it's come from. You just have to recognize that and go, okay, this is happening now. What's going on? You know, well, and, and, and it's so tempting. I'm going to say why as well, but this is just how I am. Do I want to, do I want to continue this feeling and these thoughts? No, I don't want, I don't want this. There's other things that I want to do. Is this worth my time? Okay. What can I do? It just gives you that kind of moment of clarity where you can see kind of what's going on. It's happened a few times to me this week of, do I want to keep craving high calorie food? No, I don't. No, I've got the choice about where I go with this. I can keep walking around, banging the kitchen cupboards, or I can have a meal, go for a walk, read my book, do the things that will fix the, I mentioned it earlier, the biological roots. Well, I was just hungry, or maybe I just needed a break. Maybe I you know, just needed to have my mind occupied by something more interesting. And I think that when it comes to that self-criticism side of things, that's what people need is they just need to catch it, figure out, try to look at because if there's something you can do, if there is a why, if it's because you had a bad day or, you know, because someone said something nasty, maybe there is something you can do about it. And if not, then you can just let it go. And it sounds so easy, doesn't it? It sounds so wishy-washy, just let it go. It really is a skill that can be learned because there's already stuff that you are letting go. Odds on you've heard me make that red light comment and been like, that's ridiculous. So you're able to let that go because you don't have the same thoughts around it that I did. So you've already got these skills or using them in other areas. You're just not using them with your food yet. And the people who are more successful with their food, people like me and James, are able to do that, whether that be by good fortune or hard work or a bit of both. But it's, it's all entirely possible. you just got to put the time and effort into it. And again, yeah, we're not saying this is easy. This is on, ongoing work. Um, but you relapse all the time. You relapse yeah. all the time. It just depends how far you go, doesn't it? And it becomes, how, how, sorry. I was going to say how quickly you can nip it in the bud. Hmm. A big fan of uh, and Tanya. Obviously, here's that my wife. Joe understand more. Fa- when I say facts over feelings, because like you say, feelings will come and go, and you could be feeling great, and nothing changes. Nothing changes in your life except someone says something, and then that feeling. Now you feel terrible. So those facts over feelings, I suppose, could help you rationalize that. Like you know, again, to go back to your red night example you get to like like jesus christ i'm just trying to get to work or i'm trying to do this or trying to do that and then it's like a what's the fact well the fact is that i'm gonna to have to wait here for 90 seconds i'm gonna be 90 seconds behind where where i could have been that's oh, it. you don't you don't know the, the lights around me do you <laughs> <laughs> well whatever you know and then you've got to then you can start to rationalize these things because you're looking at the facts you know you're looking at that like uh sharon and hr really really pissed me off today i'm gonna to call and i'm gonna eat three crispy creams on the way home Okay, is that actually going to help? You know, and is that going to help you make me feel better? Or maybe the short term, is it going to make me feel better tomorrow? No. Is it going to change the situation? Is it going to change what she said? No. Is it going to have any impact on her? No. You know. But where's that? So just to, to, it's like an educational point. Where's that thought come from then? Which one? So that thought there, Sharon from HR's pissed me off. Oh, the comfort. Yeah, so where's where is that initial thought come well, from? Has that, has that come because of Sharon's actions? No, like, that's come as a as a as a want for comfort. Yeah, as, as a desire for comfort, and then your kind of shortcut way, your body goes. I'm feeling just uncomfortable. I want to feel good. What makes me feel good? Krispy Kremes. Hundred percent. You've hit on a really good point there. 
is that Shortcut. yeah people your your body is looking around for the tool that it recognizes that fits the mold and this doesn't feel good food does make me feel good i'm off to food even and though long term it makes you feel shit I'm not saying Krispy Kremes do. I mean, like, as if you're if you're stuck and you're unhappy with your your weight, your body composition, whatever. Your body doesn't have that. Oh, but long term, mm. you're going to regret making this choice. Tomorrow, you're going to be like, oh, God, I can't believe I ate those Krispy Kremes again. I don't even like Krispy Kremes. I don't know why I said that. I'd rather go with just a straight up Morrison's five for a pound jam donuts, though. None of those fancy custard ones. Maybe I'd push to an apple one. Anyway. <laughs> if I had to. Yeah, if you really forced me. <laughs> they should do a mix bag. Do they do a mix? Not that I know of. Missing out there. Been a while since I've eaten five donuts in my car. <laughs> Early days of sustain, but you have to yeah. go back a few podcasts for that one. <laughs> so, yeah, it's you've got to look at that. And again, that's when we go into the habit loop, when you've got you know trigger, action, reward. How do we hijack that? You know, hijacking that pleasure loop. That sounds quite rude, doesn't it? It sounds like some kind of a sex aid, a pleasure loop. Trademark that. Like two, please. <laughs> One for each wrist. Um, this is taking a tangent. Where was that? I've completely lost myself now. The pleasure loop, habit forming. Yeah. yeah um, so it's looking at that. What, what are the facts? And again, your, your, your instant knee-jerk reaction is eat shit food. Okay, but then can we take a step back? And again, a lot of what I talk about clients, talk to clients is, can we slow down that decision-making process? Can we just put a pause and go like, right, what am I looking for? Is that really true? Is this really going to help me? Am I going to be happy with this decision when my head hits the pillow tonight? That can start going, ah, because then you have to start justifying this. And sometimes I'll get people to verbalize those things, say those things out loud. I'm about to eat three Krispy Kremes because Sharon from HR really pissed me off of a snidey comment about my pant leather shoes. I'm speaking from experience here. Not pants. <laughs> no, there's not enough talc in the world. I'm going to <laughs> squeeze my ass in. Um, because, again, you've got to, when you're saying these things out loud or when you're asking yourself these questions, you're slowing down that decision-making instead of just, like, knee-jerk reaction. I feel like shit. I'm buying some Krispy Kremes. Again, it's, ask it, it's self-talk. Is this really true? Is this really going to help? Is that true? Am I going to be happy with this decision? You know, tomorrow, tonight, whatever. He's slowing these things down to rationalize it again. That knee-jerk reaction is going to be Krispy Kremes because that's what I've always gone for. And it's not as easy just going, oh, I did it once. Like, yeah, you need to get those reps under your belt. You need to keep on doing it. And there'll be a time when you do go for the Krispy Kremes. But then again, you picked up that bit of knowledge there. Like, actually, I really regret doing that. Cool, now I'm reinforcing that other positive action when I chose to do a different thing. The um you said before about I think you said with the work thing of I'm I'm not gonna think negative. You remove the negative thoughts because you recognize where they came from, but you then gave yourself something else to look at by looking for the positives. One of the problems that people have, you remove if you can excuse me, start to remove the negative thoughts, if you don't put anything in their place, you've just got a vacuum. You know, how often do you spend not thinking about anything? Seconds. And so if you are negatively disposed, like a lot of people are because of, again, for any number of reasons, because that's how they're brought up, their past experiences, culture, genetics, whatever it may be, that you can work on recognizing this is just how I am. So I'm not going to put more time into those negative thoughts. 
if it's then white noise, those negative thoughts are going to come back or different negative thoughts are going to come up. It's a real skill to focus your attention where you want it to go. And that's why we talk in the, the lifestyle pillar of sustain about what things do you enjoy? What gives you purpose? So for me, that other day when I thought, do I want to keep thinking about cravings? No, actually, I'd rather read my book, I'd rather go for a walk because I've got these things that are really accessible for me that make me feel good because it's things that I enjoy that I can learn about and I can then focus on. Now, your mind can only focus on one thing at a time. If I ask you to start counting back from 98 and listen to his podcast, you cannot do both of those things. You'll only be able to do one. And so it's so, I cannot really overemphasize this about how important it is that you have things in your life that you can focus on because if you successfully get rid of the cravings, great. But then what are you going to do? You, are you just going to sit there and you know, um, just go to bed? It doesn't sound like a very fulfilling life. It's the kind of life that would push people towards high-calorie food in the first place. And so once you remove this, whether it be negative self-talk or cravings for high-calorie food or whatever it may be, you need to have somewhere for it to go. You need to be able to, to take your mind something more entertaining. You know, I do that through reading or going outdoors but it can be anything that you want. You know, you have to be able to know what really lights your fire. Like last night I was looking at houses at like quarter to 10, you know, it was something that other people do for work and I just do for a hobby because it engages me. And so it means that I then have something to focus on. Whereas if, so if you're struggling with boredom eating, then that's something that has to take part of that process is what are you going to do to stop you being bored then? And that's not the crux. That's the, you know, that's the cherry on top but it is really important yeah good i'm out done yeah Happy days. thanks right thanks as always for listening <laughs> tune in next week another, another podcast tune in next week when we go through another three different topics <laughs> <laughs> see what i'm reading next week as always don't forget to join our uh, support community where you can access our free mini course our four pillars of sustainable fat loss and everything else that we have created a million and one different resources to help you perfect tell a friend tell everyone tell next door neighbor's cat whatever you do don't leave a review good night god bless <laughs>